You're about to enter the most electrifying NFL talk show you have ever experienced. From up-to-the-minute news and notes to... Uh, who am I kidding? It's a wrap. Let's try this again. It's the After Further Review Podcast with Connor Forrest. Want to get involved? Send us an email to mailbag at connorforrest.com. For your questions to be read on air. Staring at your face in person again? We got our whiskey glass full? I'm looking at a pug outside my window. There's a fish tank in the background. There's a full moon. There's a full moon <laughs> here. And then if you look out the window, Shawnee, do you see something something else? Yeah, it's a little full moon out there. there I mean, moons. it's just everything, baby. We're right back at it. Welcome back, everybody. The After Further Review podcast returns. What has it been? What, a month? Got it. It's I been about a month, think right? We did our last episode the week after the Super Bowl. Yep. So our Super Bowl interview episode, and we are staring at. Wow, we're staring at March sixteenth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're basically in a month since our last episode. But gosh, there has just been so much life. So much life has happened uh, since our last episode on and off the field. Uh, as they say in uh, in the football world, but I am back from our little paternity leave, so uh, so much to get into. But welcome back, everybody! Thank you so much for tuning in wherever you are on this fine spinning rock we call Planet Earth. I am joined in studio by Mr. Sean Olette. Shawnee, how the hell are you, buddy? I'm doing well, man. It's good to see your face finally. It's good to see your face good too. Good to see you as a father too. Congratulations! Isn't it wacky? I thank you so much. Man. Yeah, it has. Uh, yeah, what a wild. What a wild past uh, past few weeks it's been. I mean, like a surreal past few weeks. But this is the this is the dad cast, right? So this is the this is the first first episode since uh, little Matthew James has uh, has entered entered rotation into uh, into the planet. And um, dude, it's been it's been amazing. Like you know, we 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 have had this habit, uh, Sean, for years. Like before we, I mean, in any project we've ever done, where we cannot hit record early enough we do a podcast before the podcast we're just talking and shocking and uh-huh. jiving and then before you know we're like ah we should have started this an hour ago uh so we we've caught up and we've talked a lot uh before this and uh but yeah it, it it's been wild i mean first of all on being a dad it's it's a funny it's it's a really funny feeling that um i guess only parents can kind of fully get like if you've had a a child before if you've um if you've had a kid uh whether you're a mother or a father um it's really hard to explain honestly sean it's it's a really it's a really tough thing to explain because it's just it's it is literally the biggest like joy of of my life like it has been the biggest joy of my life um it's been challenging at times of course but just so unbelievably worth it like i've said to everybody i've walked into is these these bags under my eyes are just <laughs> accessories at this point 
the night we went in, uh, which was, I guess, Monday, the 21st of February, we went in with Anna. Uh, we just, that is when we officially said we are never sleeping again. It's just <laughs> over, right? It's over. And so that's kind of how it's been uh, for the most part. Uh, but it's been amazing. Little man is, is happy. He's healthy. Anna's been incredible. And um, it's really, it's funny. I, I feel... I feel like I'm a man of many words. Like I like to talk about a lot of things. You know, if you were to walk up and ask me, "Hey, man, let's let's break down Oreo flavors," I could go on for about ten or fifteen <laughs> minutes, right? Yep. Well, yeah, we've done this before. Um, talk about sports for eternity, but there are certain things that that kind of honestly take my words away. And it really is the whole process of of being a dad and being a parent has been. I mean, it's, it's he'll it's almost insane to think that he'll be a month next Wednesday, mm-hmm. a month old, um, but. It really has been the, the greatest joy of my life. And, um, you know, one of uh, one of the things that uh, Ben Shapiro said this, and it, it is the most true thing I think um, I think is, is going to play out, but it always r- rang true to me, even before I was even married. But he always said, he said, you know, in life it's it's funny because your, your happiness scale when you are single or before you have kids is – um, you know, from a one to 10 scale, you know, three is probably the, the most unhappy you'll get. And maybe eight is the happiest you'll ever get. Right. And he said, this kind of has just always been his thing, but I mean, I've only been a parent for now for a couple of weeks and I can already kind of feel this a little bit, but he said, when you have kids, your unhappiness scale is like a negative 10,000, <laughs> but then your happiness scale is like a 10,000 mm-hmm. out of 10. Um, because when something great happens with your kid, when you have a special moment, when, you know, he's looking at you and smiling at you in the face, it is literally the happiest I've ever felt. Like no, nothing else matters. Like it is, it is the happiest you'll ever feel. And then vice versa, when they're unhappy, when they're upset, when they're, I mean, literally as we're recording, uh, yep. I think he's upstairs screaming his, his, his lungs out. Yep. You just feel it. You feel it differently. It, it's like an unhappiness. It's like a feeling of like, gosh, I want to, I want this to change more than you've ever felt in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the best. It literally is the best. So, um, we are, uh, we are the happiest. I mean, the, the forest family is, is ever growing and happy and, and most importantly, healthy. And Anna is happy and healthy. And he's a big boy, dude. Mm-hmm. He was born at 9.8 pounds, so about 10 pounds. Um, this dude is going to be tight end or defensive end. I think tight end. I think tight end I'm going too. Tight, Cause you were a tight end. I was a tight end. And, um, that's I'm, what, you know, I actually thought about this. Yeah. I think he plays eight years. I think he does six mm. with the Colts, two mm. with the Texans. I like this. That's where. That's what I I'm like thinking. This. That's what, he looks like a Colt to me. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I think he. I think he really could be a Colt. Um, yeah. You know, I think if if he if he plays this right, <laughs> I think it it could be a situation where you do, you're a mid round pick, you go third round. Tight ends, you have to really, really stand out to, to really go. You're either kind of a, a first-round tight end or you're mm-hmm. a fourth-round, third-round tight end, right? Really, you know, there's there's very few in between. But, look, if we can get this guy to have good hands, which mm-hmm. I think is the first thing you, you, you want to work on as a tight end, especially as the position has evolved, you want you want to have good hands on the guy. Mm-hmm. If he can be a good blocker, too. <laughs> I think if he went in the third round, drafted by – the Colts. Colts, yep. Drafted by some some mid-range team. So he get, gets the Colts in there. What if it's, I don't know, maybe the Ravens take him, something like that. He maybe does two years there. And 
all of a sudden, two two pretty good years, got some good film on him, signs himself a one-year, $8 million deal, takes good on that, go. produces. I, I see this guy getting like a, a three-year, $24 million deal, <laughs> something like that. I think that actually would be right in the cards. Now, I, I as his father, I'm entitled to half his contract. Right? That's, <laughs> this is how this works. So we'll take that money, and then me and you can retire in Tahiti. Like You'll quit your job. There we go. Um, and we'll go from there. But this guy's got huge feet already, really huge feet. Good. The nurse delivering him had been doing it for 20-some-odd years, and she said, I've never seen a baby with feet this size. His feet are humongous. I'm a size 15, so I think that's probably the floor with this guy. <laughs> um, I'm 6'7". My wife is 5'9". Okay. I'm thinking somewhere between 6'5 and 6'8". This guy. Okay. I'm thinking something between that. If we can get him up to 265, mm-hmm. 270. He sounds like Gronkowski already. Yes. I mean, let me <laughs> tell you, man. So, um, now where does he go to college? Uh, he looks like a WVU. Georgia. Oh, Georgia. Georgia. I, I was going to say WVU. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Georgia here. Okay, Georgia, uh, I think I think he's a bulldog. Um, okay. <laughs> you know, I think if their offense doesn't change terribly much and, and they're, they can kind of use tight ends down the seam. <laughs> This guy, this guy can put together some good tape. So <laughs> we've got it all planned out. We got it all planned out. <laughs> now come back next week and we'll break down his possible basketball prospects. But we'll uh, mm-hmm. we'll get back to you on that it's one. Definitely a hornet. Yeah, it could definitely be a hornet, no <laughs> doubt about it. Um, but uh, yeah, hey man, it's seriously the the best thing on the planet. Uh, we're so excited and um, honestly, Sean, I'm just excited to be back and, and be chatting football with you. Um, I could come on here and give you the shtick about. I could put on my sports broadcasting voice and do what every talk radio show dude has done the last week. Mm-hmm. Ready for this? This is what they do. Hey, uh, Sean, I mean, has anything happened in the NFL? Huh? I mean, there, there's nothing, no news in the NFL, is there? Like, you know, the whole shtick, the classic, I'm going to be sarcastic. and But seriously, all jokes aside, I can't believe the timing of baby and taking a little bit of a break with free agency. There's just... There's so much to get to. I mean, there's literally so much to get to. Um, and we're going to do our best to get through as much as possible. But we decided pre-show to try to break this up into some some bite-sized pieces, right? You know, we're not going to bring you out a 48-ounce steak. We're, we're going to bring you out your appetizer. We're going to work our way through all the news uh, because it's, it's ever-evolving. Like, literally, as we were about to hit record, new news breaks, and we're we're trying to keep on top of all of it. So the free agency period leading up to the draft is going to take a little bit of time. We're going to get all this news to you. We're going to break down today at a minimum, the quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so much quarterback news out of the NFL. Um, and then you're going to go through, I think Sean, you have a little list in front of you, some, some big name free agents that were signed. You got some contract numbers for us. We'll go through that. Um, but most importantly, I want to tackle the quarterback position um, because the NFL free agency period into the draft, it's just, it's constantly flooded with news. Um, and we want to keep you guys up to date on everything, but we know that you guys don't necessarily care that Colt McCoy signed an extension with the Cardinals, right? So we don't want to over inundate, which is numbers and, and people. We want to, we want to go through, uh, each and every one of these signings. Um, uh, but we, we have to start with the quarterback situation. Um, I think, so I think we have to start with, uh, your commanders. Yep. So, um, I guess to start with, but it's it's funny because we did talk about the Washington Commanders. They they got their new name. That does not roll off for me yet. The, can, saying Washington Commanders does not feel. It feels very odd. I'll tell you this much. 
Um, I I hated the name Washington football team. I, I really did not like the process in which the, the whole name rollout thing. I just I thought it was really just kind of stub toe after stub toe. There there was a process which they could have done it. Um, but it's I now this could be revisionist history. Washington football team though felt felt like I because I I, I I very rarely refer to them as Washington football team. I just said Washington. I just said Washington. Washington football team is too much. Mm-hmm. It's, it's embarrassing. So I just said Washington. Commanders doesn't feel right yet. When I say it, I feel like it's a joke still. Mm. It's going to feel better when they start playing, and I'm able to physically see them. Oh, Commanders, Commanders. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the whole take command thing, it doesn't feel natural just yet. I have one better for you. When I was in Indianapolis, Mm. take a stab at what you think their little motto is. Like, for the Patriots, it's we are all Patriots. It's take command for the Commanders. What do you think theirs is? Is it take charge or something? Like something? No. Think dumb. Just think dumbest thing you've ever heard. Think dumbest thing I've ever heard yep. for the Colts. <sighs> I I I, ca- I can't even imagine. They change these every year, don't they? Their little. I, I take first time I was there. You, you want to know uh, what it is? Give it to me for the shoe. Yeah, that's just <laughs> like the horse. Uh, it is retired. It's literally like between plays. You just see up on the scoreboard for the shoe. Yeah, whoever came up with that should should probably just Awful. start sending applications to Foot Locker and just give up whatever they're doing because that's embarrassing marketing. Um, and by the way, you know that the Colts paid a lot of money for someone mm-hmm. to come up with that. It's just for the shoe. That's let's just never ever do that again. That's <laughs> somebody should be fired. Um, it just feels weird though. It feels weird. The Commanders mm-hmm. thing feels weird. But I did get uh, inundated with messages from people uh, on uh, my Instagram page of everyone's like, hey, give it to me. What do you think? Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz, give it to me. What do you think? Um, And so uh, I said, listen, we're going to get this out on the podcast. We got to get this out on the podcast. I'm going to get out and and, uh, we'll start with Carson Wentz. Um, So Washington picks up Carson Wentz in a trade. Um, it is two third round picks and they swap second round picks for Carson Wentz. Now the second or the first one of them is a conditional third round pick, uh, on the condition that if Carson Wentz plays 70% or more of the snaps, that third round pick becomes a second round pick. And what year are these picks? These are 2023. Okay. This is next year. Um, gut reaction first, uh, before we get into everything else, let's, let's start with Carson Wentz to Washington. Uh, my gut reaction at first was, oh, my God, I, I hate this move. Um, and I'm not, I'm not going to bury the lead here and go on for 10 minutes and then give you my answer. My first response was, oh, my God, I hate this move. After I've given it about a week, I still don't like it. I don't hate it anymore, but I, I, don't, I don't like it. Let's go through some of, some of the pros and cons off the top of my head. I, I haven't written down anything. I don't have any notes in front of me. I'm just going to kind of spiel off the top of my head here and, and kind of walk through it. The pros. Let's go through the pros first. Um, Carson Wentz is not a terrible quarterback. He's not. Statistically, he's not. Uh, he, at, at one point in the not-so-distant past, he was an MVP candidate. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz was was one of, if not the most elite quarterback in 2017 in the NFL before he got hurt. That's one. Two, he is a remarkable upgrade no matter how we think of it of anything that washington has had on their roster in the last three years alex smith dwayne haskins taylor heineke colt mccoy like go through the list and really since alex smith got hurt we have been recycling 
garbage for the most part, right? Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't 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 make it a half um, in his in his one and only year in Washington. Um, that's two. Three. While I do think it's really small, there is. I I, I don't think we're ever going to see elite Carson Wentz ever again. I don't think we're going to see excellent Carson Wentz ever again. I do think we, we there is a chance we see a good quarterback again. I think there is a chance that Carson Wentz could be good. I don't know, and this will segue into the things I don't like. I just don't think he'll ever be a franchise quarterback again. I just I think that's what that is. And that's what segues me into what I don't like about this. And it's another can kick down the road for Washington. Right? Mm-hmm. It's it's another kicking the can down the road, yep. which you know, it's it's funny, Sean. I, I could I guess my best comparison for Washington the quarterback situation is is just a car, right? You're using the same car for 25 years. It's just beaten up one after the other. The tires coming off. Your your transmission is falling off. It's the belt is breaking down. You're replacing the engine. You're replacing the Bluetooth system. I mean, one after the other, this car is just falling apart. And you're 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 in need of a new one. Just dude, go get a new one. Go. I don't care what it costs. Go find a new one. Um, and you're constantly piecemealing this one broken car together to try to just make it work. Now, we've watched Washington do this last few off-seasons, I mean, starting back in 2017, where they're just drafting defenders. It's, it's John Allen, it's Deron Payne, it's Jamin Davis, it's Chase Young, it's Montez Sweat. It's, they're investing all in their defense. And so far as this has played out, it, it's I don't care what anyone says, it, it has not panned out the way it should have. Right. because. As we know, Sean, you don't build through the defense in football. Professional football is not built through the defense. It's built through one guy and then the offense. It's the quarterback and his surrounding cast. Mm-hmm. You don't build through a defense. It's just, it's just how it is. Look at the way the playoffs played out this last offseason um, or this last playoffs. Like it's just, it's it's a have and have not league. You mm-hmm. either have a quarterback or you do not have a quarterback, and you can literally split like Moses did the Red Sea between garbage teams and elite teams, and those elite teams all have one thing, and that's a, a elite, co- a good young, quarterback. A, at a minimum, a very good quarterback. Right. Um, we had a chance to lock him up in Kirk Cousins. Say what you want. He was a very, very good quarterback. He was the best quarterback this team has had in many, many years. Mm-hmm. We decided to let him walk, and we still have not found a guy since then. Um, he was the closest we've gotten to it. I, just, I don't think he would have been the answer long-term anyway, but he was the closest we got, and we let it go. It's just this to me was frustrating because, and we'll get into Russell Wilson to Denver. Once Russell Wilson signed with Denver, I knew, okay, here's how this is going to work. We're going to land Mitch Trubisky, aren't we? Like, I literally felt that. I, and I, I felt that in my heart. Like, this is how it's going to play out. Russell Wilson goes to Denver. Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay. Um, by the way, how right was I? I've been seeing that for, for months and months that Aaron Rodgers was going to stay in Green Bay. Like, go back on the podcast and listen to it. I'm so correct. I love being correct. Let me go back to my point. Once those two guys were off the market, I, there was way too hot of a market for Deshaun Watson. First of all, way too volatile. Only up to a couple days ago did we know what was going on with him. What team really in the right mind is going to dump draft picks for him? Um, after Deshaun Watson, you're really talking Mitch Trubisky, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, you know, a bunch of these guys who are Jimmy Garoppolo, like gap quarterbacks. Are, are you really going to unload a couple first round picks for Jimmy Garoppolo? No, like no way am I going to do that at all. So I think Washington panicked after Russell Wilson was off market. Uh, and I think they realistically, and I think this is a right assumption. They knew they, they were not going to get Deshaun Watson. There's teams out there with way more draft capital than they have to give up for Deshaun Watson. They weren't going to get him. 
So I think they thought this is our next best option. If Carson Wentz goes to the free agency market, he's going to demand much, much more um, than, you know, money-wise or long-term deal or whatever. And there's going to be more suitors out there that are going to make a play for him and we're going to miss out or we're going to get outbid. Um, and I think that that's, that's what this was. Do you, do you think the commanders were too focused on Russell Wilson and kind of counting their chickens before they hatched and trying to get Wilson, uh, kind of locking him in, saying, oh, we're going to be able to get him. And then when they didn't get him, they were like, oh, my, we got to grab somebody. Is that what you're trying to say by panic? Yeah. I, I, okay. I, I literally think that's what it was. Um, I, I also think that, you know, all the reports out there were that Washington made a haul. A re- like apparently they had made a bigger uh, a trade offer. They had made a bigger uh, Paul. Is Pug cooing? Is that what he's doing out there? He is. Uh, he's giving us the stare right now. Yeah, he, he's looking right through the window, staring. He has this ability to sound like a pigeon when he gets upset. He'll just oh. kind of coo at you for a little while. So I can't really tell if he's cooing or not. But when he starts <laughs> cooing, you can let me know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I do think Washington. The reports were that they had made a much bigger. Uh, package. I don't know how much bigger, but quote much bigger package than even Denver did. Mm. And Russell Wilson and the Seahawks said, "I don't want to go to Washington. I'm not. I'm not being traded to an NFC team." I wrote an article for for Fansided um, about a week before Russell Wilson was traded to Denver, and the title was just "The Time for a Bold Move Is Now." Like Washington needs to blow a team out of the water and say, "Make Russell Wilson an offer he can't refuse." Like, I'm just, as as old as I, as long as I've ever watched this team, it's been free agents that have chosen other teams in Washington. It's just how it's worked. It's, it's Amari Cooper. It's, we wanted to get Jonathan Hankins one year. It's, I mean, you go on and on about the list of guys that we've wanted. Peyton Manning was trying to get, people don't realize Peyton Manning was very close to coming to Washington before he went to Denver. After his injury in Indianapolis, when Mike Shanahan came to Washington, Mike Shanahan went full-fledged, let's go get Peyton Manning. These guys are just one after the other, free agent-wise. Every single year, you'll go through the list of free agents that Washington will try to make a push for, and they just can't land, for whatever reason that is. I mean, there's a whole bevy of them. But it's just frustrating because, for for me, Sean, it's like, you know, you're you're not going to, to – you're, you're not going to land this guy sitting on your hands. And I don't want to hear people say, draft capital, they're giving up too much draft capital. Go, like what's more important than the quarterback position right now? Like, yeah. What is more important than that? And the answer is nothing. There's nothing more important than getting a, a, a franchise quarterback. And for Washington and for Ron Rivera going into year three, it's never been more important. So I do think it was a real missed opportunity. I think uh, Washington missed out big time on, uh, on on Russell Wilson. Now, I know Seattle did not want to trade him within the NFC. And, and look, maybe that was totally out of their control. Maybe Seattle said, I don't care. It, it, it means that much to us that he doesn't go to the NFC. I have a hard time believing that if you don't give them a crazy good package, that they're not going to go to Russell and go, hey, dude, let's waive this trade clause and let's let's make something happen here. Because they're, they're about to give us four first-round picks and two second-round picks. Mm. I, I, don't, I don't – we've done it before. Did it with RG3. It didn't work, but at least we did it. At least we took a swing at a guy we thought would be the guy, and we were wrong. But, of course, we have to go up 95 and, and sign Philadelphia's RG3. So it's like, listen, I'm I'm hopeful for Carson Wentz. I am. Biggest red flag for me, though, and I'll this is what I'll sum up with the Carson Wentz thing. The biggest red flag for me is that the Colts are one offseason removed from trading a pretty decent haul to bring him in. 
and it's 365 days later and they're getting him right out of town again. That that concerns me. Right? That concerns me because clearly if you watched his play this year, he was good, not great. But you start to wonder about is there stuff going on in the background? Is this guy just a bad teammate? Is this guy a headache to deal with? Like this was the Frank Wright Carson Wentz reunion in Indianapolis. That's a that's a team with eight Pro Bowlers. That is a Super Bowl contending team, and they can't make it work there. Yep, you Didn't know, even make the playoffs. Had that upset down in Jacksonville. I mean, talk about just assing your pants, man. Mm-hmm. I mean that that is an. I mean, I mean, when I saw them play New England, they looked like a playoff team. They did. They were a playoff team. Yeah, they were. And when Carson Wentz mm-hmm. was sharp, he was sharp. He, he was. still has a cannon. He's got a cannon arm. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a big got, guy. He's a big guy. He's athletic still. He could still move around really well, uh, but where where is his mentals? Where is he at mentally? Where is he at? Um, you know, does we talk about with RG three. Where where is he at mentally? Where where is is he is he is he physically able to keep up with you know the mental side of football? That's where a lot of these quarterbacks end up failing. Is where when you get hurt, you start playing with less confidence. You start you know, playing with a delay and it manifests itself. Yep. So we'll see Carson Wentz to Washington here. Here's the thing. Um, the only good thing about this deal is it, it is a lot of money for this year. It's 28 mil fully guaranteed this year. You do get an out for next year. So if this year does not go well, um, you have your out for next year. Uh, you, you can cut him. You can eat some dead cap and you can roll off and go try to find your next guy um, this upcoming year. But uh, clearly, the team was not in, in, enthused by any of the draft options in, in the draft. Um, none of these young quarterbacks coming out of the draft gave them any sort of confidence whatsoever. And I think, um, I really think Carson Wentz was a panic move for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, I I don't like the move. Um, I hated it initially. I've grown to not mind it, especially, and we're going to get into it a little bit, uh, especially with how the quarterback market has started to take shape. This is a, this is something that a lot of people disagree with. I'd rather have Carson Wentz than Mitch Trubisky. I would rather have Carson Wentz than Jimmy Garoppolo because I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is a franchise future quarterback. I, so regardless, I'd rather take one year of him than one year of Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I'd take him over Teddy Bridgewater. Like When you start going through, you start going, okay, if I didn't have Russell Wilson, if I didn't have Aaron Rodgers, if I didn't have Deshaun Watson, who would I have? Who would I pick? It's the best of the worst, kind it's of. Probably the best of the middle options, right? Yeah. Exactly. Um, but for me, I think a lot of my frustration with Carson Wentz, and I think Washington fans would admit this, I think a lot of the frustration with Carson Wentz is a little bit less to do with Carson Wentz and more to do with the fact that we had our hopes up for Russell Wilson. We had our hopes up for a big swing, and that's all the team was telling you this offseason was, hey, we're going to make a big swing. This is our big swing. We're going to make this happen. Um, and they didn't. Yeah. And that's always disappointing. But um, that's my take on the uh, Russell or sorry the uh, the Carson Wentz situation. Did you have anything to add, or do you have any questions? Mm, I, I'm pretty much with you. I don't like it more in the sense that it does kick the can down the road more. Yeah, and it just it makes you wonder what's going to happen next year and the year after that right. and after that. They they don't have their franchise guy. Whereas if you get Russell Wilson, he's made it very public. He wants to play until he's 45, mm. and he's 33 now. Yeah, 34. Um, yeah, you'd have him for a lot longer. Yeah, uh, and and you're right. Yeah, it does it does kick it down? But let's talk about Russell Wilson. Uh, he yeah. goes to Denver. Uh, it, it was a pretty big trade. Um, Seattle is definitely in a rebuilding yeah stage in their franchise. Um, yeah, just let, what are your thoughts on the whole Russell Wilson coming to the AFC? Yeah, so 
I, I think this is a perfect segue right into it. Um, I got to be honest with you, and, and, and I want you to pull up the uh, exactly the pieces that were in the trades. So we can go through it. This this was definitely, I, I believe this was this was on paper the biggest. Uh, I think this was the biggest free agent trade in recent NFL history. I mean, this is a this is a, the the definition of a blockbuster trade. Um, let's go through it a little bit. Uh, whenever you got the figures, just give me a thumbs up and and, and uh, go ahead and read it out for me. All right, so this is from Adam Schefter, ESPN. The Broncos agreed to trade quarterback Drew Locke, tight end Noah Fant, defensive lineman Shelby Harris in two first-round picks, uh, the 2022 number nine overall in the 2023 first-round pick, two second-round picks, 2022 number 40 overall in the 2023 pick, and a 2022 fifth-round selection to the Seahawks in exchange for Russell Wilson in a 2022 fourth-round pick. So essentially, uh, the Seahawks get three players and a bunch of draft picks, and the Broncos get Wilson and a draft pick in the fourth round for this upcoming draft. Yeah. Um, so let's go through this. Um, let's cut to the chase. Again, I'm not going to bury the lead. I think Seattle lost this. Mm-hmm. I really think Seattle lost this. I think Seattle made a huge mistake here. And to be honest with you, I think they're going to start feeling this because unfortunately they've jumped on the carousel that Washington's on right now, officially. Now, they're a better run organization. They've got a better front office. They're probably better coached. They've got a better situation, and they're a much, much more attractive destination, at least right now, than Washington is. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have an easier time, I think, than Washington would. But you're entering the category of Washington. You're entering the category of maybe the Titans are starting to dangle this. You know, the Miami Dolphins are in this situation. Um, you know, I, I think the Jets and the Jags have kind of found their guy. It's going to take a little bit of time, but you jump on the I need a quarterback carousel. It is a very lonely spin around. <laughs> and this was not the offseason to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if you're Seattle, you need to understand that, again, what is the point of football? What is the point of football of drafting a free agency at this point? It's find your quarterback. It's find your guy. And once you find your guy, you lock him up and you figure out a way to keep him there. Uh, look what the Chiefs have done. Look what the Bills have done. Look what Dallas has done. They found their guys that they know they can win with, and they're just locking them the hell up. Mm-hmm. I understand that the the relationship was rocky. We, this goes back to last offseason. But the definition of rocky relationship is the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Look how ugly that was this time last year, and look at where we're at now with an extension, right? Mm-hmm. Um, nothing money can't fix. And if you're Seattle, last offseason was bad you blew up your offensive line you, you overpaid a running back you you didn't really give russell wilson many more tools to work with i think dk metcalf has taken a bit of a regression i think people are starting to figure him out um they, they haven't invested enough in that team in the in the heyday of the seahawks where they were as good as they were it was an elite defense and tools on offense that they could legit beat anybody with it was always a championship team always a championship team and they have not had that now in a couple of years mm-hmm. um and they've really only kind of slowly but surely started to regress this is a this is a this is a death blow i mean this this draft there's nobody in the draft that you feel good about at all that anybody really feels good about i think the only thing that that seattle should be holding out hope for is now that you've gotten this draft capital in you switch that and turn that into sean watson I think that that changes the discussion, right? If you can make this trade, take some of that capital, turn it into Deshaun Watson, you're you're not only right back where you started, I think you're in an even better situation. Because long term, I'd take Deshaun Watson over Russell Wilson. But only as of last week did we realize hey, that 
Deshaun Watson's a valid option, mm-hmm. you know? I just don't like what Seattle did here because I think you're playing a very risky game. You're now officially all in on Deshaun Watson because if I'm if I'm up there in Seattle and I'm running this football team, I'm realizing if I am parting with Russell Wilson, I need a hundred percent guarantee that I'm going to get at least an equal or less or equal or better situation than when he left. Mm-hmm. You can't blow up the quarterback position, a guy who's been as good as him, and leave a vacuum there. Because I'm going to just break some news to everybody here. Drew Locke's not the answer. <laughs> and guess what? Noah Fant is not going to make up anything that Russell Wilson has ever done. Mm-hmm. And sure, your first, your couple first-round picks, if you don't trade them, you can use them to build up some pieces, whatever you want to do. You can go get an Ohio State wide receiver. You can go get yourself some playmakers. But you took the ultimate risk by blowing up that position. I think on the other side, the Broncos are Super Bowl contenders, officially. Mm-hmm. Like They are the definite. I think... They're what Washington thinks they are. I think I think the Broncos are what Washington think they are. Washington think that they're a quarterback away. I don't think that's the case. I think their defense last year was enough of a problem to realize we still have some issues here, right? The Broncos do not have any issues. Their only issue is the quarterback position. Their offensive line's been pretty good. You go through their offense, they have weapons all over the place, at receivers, at tight end. They have great running backs. Their defense, they are legit a quarterback away. They've got their guy now. They've got their guy. Um, I think this is a fantastic move for the Broncos. I think it's it's. I think this is something that John Elway needed, right, for his kind of legacy, right. I know he kind of. I believe he took a step back from the from the GM roles. Now he's a team vice president, but he's still calling shots there. Mm-hmm. Um, this was really really important for him because I, I think if it weren't for Peyton Manning coming back, I, I you know that quarterback search in Denver has been eternally spinning mm-hmm. and i think you landed your guy now um i love this move for denver again guys like russell wilson guys like aaron Rodgers, guys like deshaun watson there shouldn't be a, a too much price tag there should be a here's an open checkbook let's make this happen mm-hmm. let's get our ducks in a row let's let's sign up and let's lock up the tools that i know that these guys need but take an empty check checkbook and make it happen mm-hmm. it, again it's why i'm mad that washington settled for what they did uh but I think Denver won this big time. Let me do a buy or sell with you real quick. Please do. Buy or sell this idea. The AFC West is a four-team playoff conference division. I'm going to sell on that because okay. that just doesn't happen in football ever. It can It can technically happen with it can. the seven-team uh, playoffs. It can. I, I just I can't see it happening. Okay. Because football is also— Three-team? Three it could be a three-team. Yeah, that who, I, I think it could be. out Raiders? Chargers? I think the Raiders, Raiders okay. would probably be left out. Um, now, the Chargers have had an ability of, of really blowing up towards the end of oh, seasons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we know. <laughs> you know, we, we've seen this, right? Yeah. We've seen this before. Um, they're in an arms race right now. Real, I mean, real quick, the AFC West is just, I mean, they are the best division of football. So mm-hmm. we talked about the NFC West being as dominant as they were last year. The AFC West is just in an absolute arms race for elite um, talent everywhere. And, and all of them are contenders. But um no i don't think 14 don't think I, four. I, I just don't think so that's just really difficult and to be it honest is. with you we, we see every year teams that we think are, are fantastic and they're one injury away from that just not being the case okay um it's a good question though i do like that um we want to move on to uh to aaron Rodgers. let's talk about a rod let's talk about a rod <laughs> you pull up those numbers for me because he got a uh he got an nfl record uh, a record shattering per year contract deal you want to pull up the numbers there for me I said this last year for you, Shawnee, um, and you can pull it up. I, I I will maybe find the audio. I actually I'm, I'm going to pretend I care. I actually don't care that much. 
But I did say last year, I said, I, I don't think Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay. I think, I think he understands that by leaving Green Bay, first of all, he's been there his entire career. Right? I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. You can make up all you want. When, you, when you're in a location your entire career, that city just begins to mean something to you. The, the relationships, and, and is there a more iconic franchise um, than, than the Green Bay Packers? I think this was the right move for him. Um, I think it was the right move, and for every reason I thought he was going to stay. Um, I think it's because Brian Gutekunst, the GM there, and I think the front office with the Packers are very aware of the fact that Aaron Rodgers is the most valuable player right now in football. And you don't want that guy hitting free agency. If at a minimum, trading him is one thing. Um, hitting free agency or, or having his pick at, at teams um, and blowing that position up. Jordan Love was a disastrous uh, pick. N- nobody wants to mess around with Jordan Love. They don't have another answer. They understand that the draft is there's no real answers. And they understand they don't have the cap room uh, in free agency to be going out and signing humongous contracts like Deshaun Watson or, or Russell Wilson, if that was the case. Um, but they were able to mend the relationship over, over the season. And, and as I said to you, I, I thought that the, the path for the Packers fixing their relationship with Aaron Rodgers was quite frankly winning. It was if these guys can get into the playoffs, if they can be a one seed, if they can get to the NFC championship game, if they win a Super Bowl. I think Aaron Rodgers stays. And while it was a very disappointing playoff exit, I think Aaron Rodgers realized, hey, my still my best chance of winning a Super Bowl is here. And I've got the ultimate control. I've got the keys to the car. I've got Devontae Adams. Um, I can call the shots. I've mended this relationship. Let's try to make it work. I like this move. And it's exactly what I thought. You got some numbers for me, don't I you? I have some numbers. All right. So it is essentially... It's a little, a little complicated. Three-year, $150.815 million mm-hmm. contract. 2022, he'll make $42 million. 2023, he's going to make a little over $59 million. And then in 2024, a little bit over $49, or, yeah, $49 million. Um, If he keeps playing and doesn't retire after the 2024 season, which I think will take him to age 41, mm. then he, let's see, he can get a four-year Get a fourth year option. I, I believe so. Yeah, four year option, um, and that can be uh, redone. So he'll yeah. uh, he'll have a total of essentially uh, because four he years still had there. one more year left on a contract. Am I'm I sorry. Correct? Yes. Yep. Five years total. He's still yep. one year on a contract. Okay, that makes sense. So I was incorrect. I'm gonna I'm gonna correct myself then because he was not gonna hit free agency. He I just realized now. he had one more year left on his deal. So this extension, quote unquote, was really just a uh, kind of a an addendum to his final year of his contract, adding in. To, That's right. uh, to to the next few years. So this year, I think it was forty nine million. Yeah. he'll make. It's and amazing. Then a little bit more the year after. Yeah, so he'll he'll be doing just fine. <laughs> he'll be doing just fine. Um, what do you think, Shawnee? I mean, did you? I remember we we batted around the idea of Denver being the team, mm-hmm. and I think I think Denver made their move very very quickly after. I mean, you look at the timeline. Denver made that move for Russell Wilson, I think, the day after Aaron Rodgers signed mm-hmm. his. And I, and I think that's where their eyes were. It was Aaron Rodgers the whole way. Can we get Aaron Rodgers to Denver? Let's try to make this happen. But see, they did, Once they that did fell it through. the right way, like you've been describing, yep. is when they knew they weren't going to get Rodgers, they threw the book at yep. at the Seahawks and said, yeah. hey, whatever you want, we'll give you. Just Let's give just us make Wilson. it happen. Yeah. Um, I like it. Um, I think Rodgers has cemented his legacy in Green yeah. Bay, regardless of if they ever win a Super Bowl again. I don't know. I no mean, doubt. He's had issues in the playoffs. We'll see what happens. Um, but I like it. 
I really did think he was going to go to Denver. I thought the relationship was yeah. too uh, fragile. But, you know, like you said, money can mend any relationship. It can make anything better. Dude, he can. And, it, and it anyone really can. who tries to tell you otherwise is just lying. It's like, mm-hmm. no, it can. It, Cause, it cause always that's does. that's the base of all the arguments it is. is money. Now, I yep. mean, there was there were people saying, you know, Rodgers wasn't happy with, um, you know, not being involved in structuring the offense yep. and, and signing certain players. Um, but another thing that's overlooked is Devontae Adams got the franchise tra- tag. He turned it down. Did he turn it down? He did not sign the franchise tag. He won't play on a franchise tag. He's looking oh. for a long-term option. Oh, he's I see. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Still, that, that shows that the Packers are committed to him. And I think yep. that helped Rodgers. Yep. And I, I, I think there is an understanding that, hey, if I'm going to sign this, Devontae Adams is, is, is here. He's staying. Yeah. Um, and I think vice versa. I think Devontae Adams wouldn't even be entertaining this conversation if Aaron Rodgers were to uh, pack his bags and hop on a United flight to Denver. Um, but, yeah, it, I think it's it's the right move for the Packers. Mm-hmm. I, I think um, – and I'm happy – look, I, uh, I'm happy to see it because, to be honest with you, I, I it would be way too weird for me watching Ooh, Aaron Rodgers in, in any other – yeah, would be in <laughs> any other color. I know it was weird for you watching Tom Brady go mm-hmm. anywhere else in New England, but it would feel extra strange. Uh, as Pug is just, I mean, you know, we put him out in the yard. We're in the basement, and there's a little, there's a bunch of windows around us, and Pug's just in the yard. Um, but you know, he he'll listen to the podcast. Like he just sits there and listens to us. Mm-hmm. He's um, agreeing. He likes he, the Rogers move very much. I mean, he's staring right into my eyes. But you know, the thing about Pug is he does want to be featured. Like he actually mm-hmm. does want a, an extra mic. Um, so he's he's just gonna kind of go from window to window, <laughs> staring us down. Um, but with that, let's transition into speak of the man number twelve himself. Mr. Thomas Brady, he is back and better than ever. Uh, Shawnee, he's coming back for the old man is back. He's coming back to play twenty third season, twenty third, but he'll be forty five. Forty five, yep. How about that? So he will be playing as a forty five year old. Um, this is crazy. I mean, when I saw this, I was like, "There is what is going on here? It's, it's crazy." But it, it is kind of a little bow on top of this entire off season. Uh, from right now as we're speaking from the pregame of the playoff game against the Rams where all the talk was Tom Brady's retiring to right here right now nothing nothing felt it just didn't feel right it didn't feel like a real retirement it didn't feel real it never it never did for me and I I called you the minute that I heard Tom Brady was retiring and I was like I mean genuinely bummed I mean the, the, the sports world should be bummed, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, a legend hanging up the helmet. But I remember calling you and saying, dude, did you see these reports? Tom Brady's retiring. And within three or four minutes, you were like, hey, dude, here's some counter stuff. Like Tom Brady's dad is saying this is not the case. Like it just from from the jump, it, it was, was this bizarre. weird. It wasn't like Peyton Manning's where no. after he won the Super Bowl, like a couple of days later, he had a press conference. It's like, dude, like, press it. conference, bring your cameras, bring your ties. I'm going to bring my nice suit. I'm going to read something. Mm-hmm. I'm going to shed a couple tears and we're good. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just never the case with this, right? Th- this, this was... This was a weird, obfuscated report that was denied, and then finally it was, all right, we're going to take a little bit of time here and figure something out, and then Tom Brady's dad said no, and then a week goes by, and then Tom Brady announces it via his Instagram, but there's no press conference. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of an Instagram post. Never thanks the Patriots fans Doesn't really thank the Patriots. It was a thank you to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and it just kind of was like, this is what's going on, but it kind of just faded off. It just never felt closed, right? And almost immediately, almost immediately, like 
a week after his official retirement, people were going, Tom Brady's not ruling out coming back. He's doing interviews. And there's just this, he's kind of playing this game, right? Mm -hmm. You know for a fact he's playing this game. And he's (laughs) loving every bit of it, right? And it's part of what makes Tom Brady hilarious because he he knows what he's doing. But when this came out, it was a shock and it was a, we've, what? This is wild. But it also felt like, of course, like, of course, Mm -hmm. right? Of course. Um, Give me your gut reaction when you saw this. Two notes. One, I remember when there were rumors of him coming back out of retirement, which he ended up doing, the Bucs said we're not trading him away he's going to be a bucker yep. he's not going to play in the nfl yep that contributed to it yeah him coming back and also chris godwin got the franchise tag he did yeah that helped as well because he was somebody that a lot of people thought he was going to be on the move yeah out of tampa yep for him to get the franchise tag i think that showed tom brady look i've got my guys back i got sure. mike evans got chris godwin uh gronkowski i'm sure he's going to be back they signed russell gage russell from gage, the, uh, yep. he's a really good mm-hmm. little piece there from the uh from the falcons mm-hmm. so um I, I think that all that all helped out um i'm happy man I'm yeah happy. i yeah, he can go until he's 50 yeah there's no question about that no doubt dude no doubt he can oh, go until, I'm, I'm i mean so i i'm also and this is the thing that uh this is also something that i, I had said to you in between when he retired and he was questioning retiring. He was mulling over it. It was between the reports that he was retiring. And then he officially announced we did a podcast. And I said, this game is like a drug to these guys. Mm -hmm. Like really when you're doing something, I mean, and honestly you can compare it to, I mean, compare it to, and maybe it's a dramatic comparison. You know, when you're a parent, your kid goes off to college, that feeling of, Oh my gosh, like, I don't want them to leave my house. I've only ever been a parent to these kids. Like I've never not done this. I've never let them just go out and live by themselves and not be taken care of. Mm-hmm. It's when you're with a company for 25 years and you retire, it's like, I don't want to take a paycheck from someone else. I've only ever done this. Like I, I don't want to go work for another company, even if it's paying me more, screw the money. I just, this is my home. Mm-hmm. That's how it is with these guys. Like that's, that's how it feels like that. And, and these guys are, the ultimate competitors and, and Tom Brady is he's a definition of that I mean he, he's a guy who's literally dedicated his entire existence to football um, and you know that even just a couple weeks away uh, he just was like I I can't do this yet uh, I, I think can't. he had driving the kid to school yeah duty, it's just uh, for a little bit too you know long. I was like you know screw this you know we got and it's like you know but he's got and I think he's earned himself this is the the Aaron Rodgers treatment where you've earned yourself the ability to call the shots now yeah right this guy has got ultimate control of hey I'm gonna come back I'm gonna make a difference we're gonna do this but I need Gronk I need Chris Godwin back I need Mike Evans here I need you I need you to go get a couple pieces mm-hmm. you know uh, Julio Jones is, is getting released from the Titans. That's in play. You think that guy doesn't sign a one-year deal with Tampa Bay because screw it? Odell. Odell? Yeah. Yeah, think of Jarvis Landry. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, why not? Crap. They sound good already. <laughs> right. Why the hell not, right? But um, but it showed you. What was the thing that they were missing in that playoff game? So Chris Godwin was gone. They were just missing that edge. Mm-hmm. They were missing that edge offensively, and it just came back to bite them. Uh, I, I think... I think they're going to have to do some work on that offensive line because two of their guards retired, and I think they're going to have to do a little bit of patchwork there. 
the NFL is better with Tom Brady. I, I just I don't care what anyone says. I, I don't care how much you hate him or, or what you think of him or how much of a jerk he is. Um, the NFL is better with him. Mm-hmm. It just is. The NFL is better with Tom Brady. I'm so glad he's back. Um, I'm glad for the Buccaneers. I can imagine it was a bit of a shock for them because it completely turns their entire, entire offseason over on its head. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, we were planning looking at the draft and what Jimmy if we Garoppolo, trade for yeah. Baker Mayfield? What, what do we, can we put together a package for Deshaun Watson? And now it's like, wait a second. Wait, the greatest player of all time is coming back. Mm-hmm. Um what a story, man. What a story. So that means the NFC Championship has already been decided. The <laughs> Packers and the Bucks Running right through. I'll take it, baby. I'll AFC take it. AFC Championship, a lot of good teams. A little more up in the air. A lot of good teams. Um, one of the funny bits that I, I, I can't quite understand what it was about this offseason and, and Mitch Trubisky's value um, and people's valuation on Mitch Trubisky. Um, but... He's the new head man for the Steelers. Now it was a two-year, I believe, fourteen million dollar deal. You can you can go ahead and and, and look that up um, for me, Sean. Uh, I'm I'm either getting the number fourteen from two years, fourteen mil a year, so twenty-eight mil, or two years, fourteen mil. What what do we got? Two years, twenty-seven overall, fourteen point two five each year per year. Okay, that's it. I knew the number fourteen was there somewhere. In what equation or how that happened, I'm not quite sure. Um, I don't like this move for the Steelers. I don't. Um, I don't like this. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say it this way. As much as I don't like Mitch Trubisky as a quarterback, he's better than Ben Roethlisberger was last year. I think anybody is better than Ben Roethlisberger. I think they dragged. I think it was like you know, weekend at Bernie's where they were literally dragging around a dead guy all year last year in Ben Roethlisberger behind behind center. I think Mitch Trubisky is athletic. I think he's got a strong arm. And I think he's going to be an upgrade. He's not the answer. He's not the answer at all. And I think that the Steelers are as attractive of a location to go to that I think if they made some sort of package deal, why not go for Russell Wilson? Why not go for Deshaun Watson? Now, I know Deshaun Watson's in the AFC. Maybe the Texans have a problem with that. I don't know. Who knows? Are you telling me Deshaun Watson wouldn't waive a, a, a trade clause for that? Are you tell me if Deshaun Watson went to the to the front office and said, "Hey, Steelers are my team. Let's let's go ahead and make this happen." They wouldn't make that happen. Um, I think there were just better options. Now, the good news is you didn't pay much for him. You didn't pay much for him, so there's an out there. I mean, fourteen, you know, fourteen and change a year is, is is nothing. But I just I don't know where the evaluation for Mitch Trubisky came from. He was bad in Chicago. He sat behind Josh Allen for a year and did nothing. And now all of a sudden he's a free agent target. I don't quite get that. Yeah, That doesn't really make sense to me. I'd say it's the same as the Jacoby Brissett situation. You remember how hot Jacoby Brissett was and then he went to the to the Colts and they signed him to some deal and then he went down to Miami and it's like the, – The reason he did that is because he did come in um, when Tom Brady was suspended for the sure. four games of the 2016 season. He came in um, – was Jimmy G hurt? I forget what happened. And he, I don't think he, he played the, more than a game, though, right? Jimmy Garoppolo played good, most of good, them. It was good, and I think a lot of people kind of said, oh, this it's the is the Matt like, Flynn. It's Remember the Matt Flynn situation? Do you remember this? Well, somebody like, you know, you kind of look at them, and you're like, okay, they were kind of raised under Tom Brady. Like, they can't be that bad. They, they grew up. Do you remember Matt Flynn? I remember Matt Flynn in like yeah. 2009 or 2010. My yeah. numbers could be off, but basically in like a week 17 or something where they benched Aaron Rodgers, Matt Flynn comes in and throws for five touchdowns. I remember that. And yeah. then gets this big contract. I think it was either with the Chiefs 
I think it was with the Chiefs. He got this big contract because he had this big game and he was sitting behind Matt Aaron Rodgers. Flynn? And he was terrible. Or Matt Castle. Nope, Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn. Matt Castle Matt was. Matt Castle was a Tom Brady backup. Yep. Uh, but Matt Castle was a Tom Brady backup after Matt Castle had his Chiefs year. Um, was that after Chiefs? Okay. Yep, that was after the Chiefs. But uh, he went and played. Then he, he went on and played for, like, the Seahawks and the Saints. I mean, he played for a whole yeah, bunch of teams. Yeah. But, you know, a journeyman. journeyman. Yeah. But um, – it kind of gives me this these, these vibes Mitch Trubisky does. Uh, I mean, what do you think of this move for uh, for the Steelers? I think if you're the Steelers, you would have been better off drafting. Um, I think Kenny Pickens uh, he, is that. Am I saying his name right? Kenny Pickett. Pickett. Yep. Um, I think he would have been a good option because he played at Pitt, um, mm-hmm. who play at Heinz Field. Um, I think uh, was it Malik Willis from mm-hmm. Liberty? Yep. That that may have been a possibility. Um, yeah, I don't, I mean, even Jimmy Garoppolo, I think would have been better. Yeah. I don't, I don't like this. It doesn't make sense. Probably. I think Jimmy Garoppolo would have been better. You know, I think Jimmy Garoppolo, I think a lot of people were saying he's either going to go to Tampa or he's going to go to Pittsburgh and then Tom Brady comes back. So he's not going to go to Tampa. So Pittsburgh is like the only option left for Mm -hmm. him that people were thinking. And then all of a sudden they get Mitch Trubisky. Now it may have been part of what Washington did, where they kind of panicked when all yep. these quarterbacks started getting snatched up. So like, Probably. Oh, we, we got to get like the next best thing, and yep. it just happened to be the next in the line was Trubisky. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Um, at least they have an out if it doesn't work, which I don't think it will work. But um, I think the Steelers have enough tools. I, I think they're a way better run organization than the Bears. So if there is a chance for Mitch Trubisky to succeed, I think it's here. Um, I you know, I I, I just. I don't know. I mean, they're definitely not flirting with the idea of starting Dwayne Haskins or Mason Rudolph. Um, mm. So both of those guys can can essentially just go start applying for insurance companies um, <laughs> at this point. But uh, but should be interesting. That that'll be interesting to see how this plays out. I don't think it'll play out very well, but we'll see. Um, Kirk Cousins, the Wayne Gretzky, the Michael Jordan, the Serena Williams, the Tiger <laughs> Woods of contracts. Like this guy knows how to work contracts. Um, one year, 35 mil, fully guaranteed to stay with the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, this guy has played the game. I mean, you go back to his time at Washington with the franchise tags. He's well over, um, I think, over the course. I was reading on um, the Vikings Wire, USA Today page. Um, Cousins laughed all his way to the bank with $44 million over the course of two seasons <coughs> with Washington. A $20 million uh, franchise tag in 2016. And then a $24 million franchise tag in 2017. So $44 million fully guaranteed cash in his hand in two years in Washington just working the franchise tag. Mm. He signs that $86 million deal was his deal with the with uh, the Vikes in 2018. I think they extended him. I don't know if they reworked his contract or gave him an extra year. And then now he signs this $35 million fully guaranteed contract. And, I mean, again, Kirk is young. Like, he's young, and he's a very, very productive quarterback. A very productive quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really, truly believe I, Kirk has has had his struggles. Trust me, I've had my frustrations with Kirk. I'm going to go out and just say it. I think Kirk has been a victim of his coaching in the last five or six years, really. And it started in Washington, and I think Mike Zimmer is a terrible coach. And and by terrible, he's an awful coach. <laughs> he he's one of the worst head coaches in, in, in recent years in football. Um, I don't care about win percentage. I don't want to talk. I don't want to hear anyone tell me about playoff wins. I don't want to hear anyone tell me about his defense. He's a terrible head coach. He's a bad leader. 
Uh, he's a bad head coach. His offensive style, the way that he has staffed his – I mean, he, he's been – he was a disaster in Minnesota. Um, and I think he literally – he might be one of – if not one of the biggest reasons Minnesota have been the most disappointing franchise in the last few years. He, he has failed to get what he should be getting out of his offense out of his offense. I mean, with mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs at one point. I mean, you have got a stacked lineup of offensive stars and you can't get anything out of them. And he's just never been able to do it. He's never been fully able to squeeze the juice out of the lemon. Um, and that's why he is out. I think, I think Kevin O'Connell is going to make a huge difference for Kirk. I think he's going to make a really, really big difference for Kirk. He's going to make a big difference in this offense. It's going to look different. It's going to feel different. And I think the production is really going to ramp up um, for Minnesota. I don't like this addition for Minnesota because I think this is the price for keeping a guy of Kirk's stature, of Kirk's production. I think 35 mil is, is, is the price you're going to have to pay for that. I just, this is a weird middle ground for me where you're investing a lot into one year, where sign him to a four year deal and have your out in two years. Or, or, or if not, trade him or, or find a way to to get something for him or find a way to package some stuff and go get a Russell Wilson or go get a star quarterback. This is kind of a weird middle ground where 35 mil is a lot for one year, but you're also not shoring up the position. You're not telling people or Kirk, hey, you're our guy going forward. Let's now invest all of our stuff going forward in other positions to build around you. It's like right in the middle. Mm-hmm. And it's an awkward zone and it leaves their cap tight. It also leaves them having to readdress this next offseason. And what if Kirk goes out there and has a really good year and, and they're still okay? You're right back in the same position again. You know, mm-hmm. you're right back in the same position again. So I don't love the deal, um, but I do like Kirk. Yeah. I like Kirk as a quarterback, and I love Kevin O'Connell as a head coach. I love Ke- I wanted him to be the next head coach in Washington. He was just a little bit too young when Jay Gruden was, was let go. He was just a little bit too young. Um, but he was a remarkable quarterbacks coach, a really great offensive coordinator, and I think he's going to be a great head coach. So I think Minnesota, the days are looking bright for them. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a weird contract for them, but uh, screw weird, Kirk. Enjoy your money, man. My God, <laughs> enjoy it. What other quarterbacks we got? Deshaun Watson. There you go. This is the last one. Deshaun Watson is just a question, Shawnee, because I don't know where he goes. Um, well, let's back up. He was cleared by a grand jury. Yeah. Well, walk us week. walk us through that. Do you have any details in front of you, or are we just going to... I remember some of the details. Okay, um, so let's, might, let's go through it a little bit. Hazy. He was cleared by a grand jury in Houston of these sexual assault allegations. Grand so no jury, criminal. Gra- yeah, grand jury basically decides whether you're going to be indicted. Yeah. Um, basically, from what I understand, a prosecutor can go into a grand jury and kind of determine their own fate on whether or not someone's going to be prosecuted. Um, you know, to some extent, it's not like a full on court where you have cross examination, and all this. My feeling is the prosecution knew that this was going to be a waste of money because it's just, he said, she said yep. most of these. So he was cleared by a grand jury, not going to face criminal charges for these alleged sexual assaults at these massage parlors all across the U S there's that. The other thing is he's also facing civil charges, which my feeling in most of these things, Connor end up just being, um, you know, uh, determined with, uh, what do they call it? Not payouts. Um, settlements. Settlements. Yeah. yeah. Settlements, yeah. yeah I think it'll eventually, they'll, they'll probably be settled to sure. some extent. Yep. Um, so that was kind of the big cloud hanging over him was, is this going to turn criminal? And now we know it's not. So there are some teams and you'll get into this that 
are probably going to make a move at him. Where does he end up? He doesn't want to go back to Houston. Nope. Uh, he's made that very clear a long time ago before these allegations. I've seen Carolina. I've seen... So we've got four teams in the last two teams. days he've officially met with with general managers. He has gone and okay. met with them in person. You've Who got the they? Saints. Yeah. you got the Panthers. Okay. you got the Browns. You ready for this one? This one came out of nowhere. And apparently it's really... I guess. Yeah. Cardinals. Nope. AFC or NFC? This is an NFC team. 49ers. Nope. Bears. This team has their quarterback. Long-time quarterback? Basically. They've good, had him for a long quarterback? time. Yes. <laughs> Man, you're really testing me here. I'll give you one more guess. Cowboys. I don't know. Now. Falcons. Fal- oh, he's uh, met he's with the met, Falcons. Met, uh, he's getting a little older up there. He's getting older. Yeah. He's still been relatively productive. Mm-hmm. Relatively. Asterisks. Deshaun Watson's from Atlanta, and he met with the Falcons. And apparently, it went really well. Mm. And recent reports—I mean, as of 30 minutes ago—we're recording this on uh, Wednesday night, um, Wednesday the 16th of March. But as of like 30 minutes ago, apparently, he's very, very torn. Um, and all of them went really well. He is from Atlanta, and he flew out to Atlanta to meet with them. Um, and he was impressed, apparently, by by uh, each of the presentations. Uh, this is according to Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk. So for each franchise, the owner, general manager, and coach personally attended. Three happened in Houston. The meeting with the Falcons happened in Deshaun's hometown of Atlanta. Um, it's interesting, Sean, because Baker Mayfield releases this statement basically saying, in all, everything but the exact words goodbye to Cleveland. Okay. Um, it seems like there is a divorce happening there no matter what happens here. Yep. Um, but the Browns are prepared to make all sorts of moves. They they just brought in Amari Cooper. Um, and uh, they're, they're working on, on, a, on a deal with him. Um, but it's interesting, Sean, because y- you feel like the one team that has – that I think has been linked to Deshaun Watson for the longest time was always the Panthers. I, I always heard the Panthers as – this is a team that just wants Deshaun Watson so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I don't. I, I have had the hardest time reading this Deshaun Watson situation. I mean, I mean, this time 365 days ago, I was just as confused uh, because it was all starting to come out, and he was out for the season. He was on. I don't even think he was on a commissioner's exempt list, but he kind of just went away for a little while. It was a very strange, like an awkward situation. But as the dust begins to settle on this. Of those four teams, give me a team that you think he's he's most likely going to. Well, first of all, I'm surprised Miami's not on there, but I think we mm-hmm. knew that they have they want to stick with Tua. Um, yeah. So I'm surprised he's not on there, but I, I think the ownership wants to go in one way. I think going back on the Brian Flores thing, I think mm-hmm. that's they clearly that was the split. That was the split, right? Owners this want is, Tua. This Flores was Dan Snyder, RG three, Stephen mm-hmm. Ross. Tua, same thing. Yep. These are our guys. We have to ride with them and get the most out of them. Um, most sense, I would say Carolina. Okay, yeah. I, I think Carolina, although I the Baker Mayfield thing has come on so quickly. It has come on I, so quickly. Now, before. last year, everybody was like, this guy can't throw. He's not your franchise guy. He's not going to take you to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Which is weird because he almost won uh, in Kansas City the year before that in that playoff game. Yeah. Um, had not been for the great yeah, Chad He was Henney. clearly <laughs> hurt. For, yeah, seriously. He was <laughs> the legendary Chad Henney. He was clearly hurt last year mm-hmm. um but but it's all come on so quickly like 
yeah. that the Browns are probably going to move on from him yeah. sooner rather than later. Um, I wouldn't put it past. I, I don't think he goes to the Falcons. I, I really don't. It's hard to know. I mean, it, it's what really. What do you think? I, I, I'm going to say Panthers or Browns. I'm going to say Browns. I'm going to say the Browns. And you think Baker goes down to Houston? I I think Baker Baker might get packaged into a deal to go down to Houston. He he could. Um, I think the Browns have, you know, you you get rid of Jarvis Landry. You start to make some moves. You you, you bring in an Amari Cooper. They they got rid of Odell Beckham. I think they're trying to build up that offense for something. And, I think the Browns know if they come back with Baker Mayfield, I, I think that divorce is happening no matter what. And I, I don't think they have an option to at this point. I think it's late enough in free agency now where a lot of these guys, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo shows up, but I just don't think that guy inspires much excitement from anybody. No. I don't know. I think the Browns put together a package that I think Deshaun Watson's going to want to go for. If it's not the Browns, I, I do think it's going to be the Panthers. Yeah. It's NFC. It's out of the AFC. I think the the Texans want want what, you know him out. Team? Saints. Saints. They're gonna be a mess next yeah. year. Yeah. I don't I, know what they do. I don't think they get them. Yeah. It's this is gonna be fascinating because I, I really don't have a pulse on this. I mean, I I you know not that I have any sort of inside information, but like I usually have an idea or a pulse on a situation of like okay, it seems to be trending one way or the other here. Um, I have no idea how this is going. I really don't. If I was a betting man, I'd say the Browns, and my number two would be the Panthers. So, huh. yeah, I mean that's that, that's kind of where I'm at. Any pulse on Jimmy Garoppolo? No, I think I think Jimmy Garoppolo is probably going to wait out this first phase because every year this happens and people forget it happens. But the first day or two of free agency is completely frantic. Uh, teams will jump on everything, and you know the tampering period, quote unquote tampering period, where teams are legally allowed to talk. We all know that that's horse s and, and teams have been doing deals with agents like <laughs> the week before right um i think i think jimmy garoppolo waits for the dust to settle a little bit for teams to get their guys and i think he'll be left with, with some options um some pretty solid options i think once deshaun watson's dealt i think now the top tier guys are off and jimmy garoppolo rises to the top and i think the next desperate team and i think agents play it this way I think agents understand that, hey, the big name guys, if I'm an agent to Jimmy Garoppolo, mm-hmm. I know that I'm not getting Russell Wilson money. I know I'm not getting uh, Deshaun Watson money. I'm not getting Aaron Rodgers money. But if I play the timing right, I'm going to get much more money than what I'm really worth. And what will happen is these desperate teams are going to jump immediately and try to go snag one of these big name guys. And when they miss on it, they're gonna there's going to be a desperation there. There's going to be a feeling of, oh, wait a second, I'm rolling in the Colts, for example. The Colts are in perfect position for Jimmy Garoppolo at this point. Mm-hmm. Who Who is there? Is it Jacob Eason? Is he still their backup there? I have no idea. If he walked in my door, I'd have no idea who he is. I I literally have no concept of who that guy is. The Colts don't have a quarterback right now. So I think that's that's a really good location for him. But I think once Deshaun Watson's situation settles out, I think Jimmy Garoppolo then becomes the next free agent target at the quarterback position. And I think the Colts are, are a perfect matchup for that. Okay. Um, let's go through a couple surprise cuts. Um, I have a list of, of a couple of these guys here. As of today, this was just today, Julio Jones is released a year after he's traded uh, from Atlanta to the Titans. Injured, 
you know, he was injured for for uh, parts of this year, which we knew was was happening. I mean, he's an he's an older receiver. He's a guy who who has struggled with injuries of the past few years. Uh, but obviously the Titans are trying to rebuild their offense a little bit, and and by uh, by releasing him, they're going to open up a little bit of money in which they can kind of play around with in the offseason. Um, Julio Jones being released, that's kind of an interesting one um, to me. I, I didn't think that he was going to get released after one year. But like I said, I think Tampa Bay is, is the perfect location for that. Amari Cooper, um, he's out of Dallas. Obviously, he gets snagged up by the Browns. Jarvis Landry gets cut, um, which is kind of funny because going into – the offseason last year, talking Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry are a one-two, mm-hmm. and literally this time, you know, a year later, both those guys are off the team. Um, so the Browns are rebuilding their offensive weapons, um, and then Bobby Wagner gets released uh, from Seattle, which again I think that just continues to prove like I, Seattle are just they're they're really cleaning house, and I, I don't think this is the offseason to do that at all. I think they know they're in a rebuild. I think they do, but it's like, you know, there's a difference between a rebuild and, and a literal TNT to the roster and just like completely and utterly restarting your franchise, which in a sense, I feel like they really genuinely have. Um, I, I just, I, I don't think Seattle realize there's a thin line. It's a have and have nots league. Mm-hmm. And when you have not, just, just literally ask a Washington fan. We have been a have not team for 25 years. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Um, like I said, there's so much free agency news we can get into, but I wanted to, to get the quarterbacks today, and I wanted to focus on that today, and I think we're, we're going to leave it at that. But I am going to close on on a question for you, Sean, and I'll give you my answers. I, I've, I've essentially I've essentially given my answers, but we'll, we'll go through it one more time. The first few days of free agency have come and gone. Who's had the best? Who's had the worst so far in your eyes? Give me your Den- best. Denver first. best. Denver okay. best. Worst. Do I have to do this to my Patriots? I, I really hate the J.C. Jackson. Yeah, you know, no, explain I that. Explain really, that. really hate that. He is an elite cornerback. Yeah. He is one of the best in the league. All you have to do is franchise tag him. They say they're not going to do that, and he goes off, and he's now in Los Angeles, who are putting together a really good team. The Chargers are going to be a really good team, I yeah. think. I don't like that. I don't think Jalen Mills is a good cornerback. Um our defense is just getting older. I know we were good last year to up until that indie game. Um, I mean, yeah, dude, I, I really, I'm, I'm starting to question Belichick's GM moves. I really am. I, I think if you were to keep one player, it had to be JC Jackson. It real, it really was. And I, and I know the focus for the Patriots right now is getting a wide receiver. Um, they, they need a deep ball threat. They have Jacoby Myers. He can be their slot receiver. We need a deep ball threat. And I, and I know that's the focus. I just, I, I think you, you had to keep Mr. Interception. I mean, his, his literal Instagram tag or name was Mr. INT. Yeah. He, he was the interception for the Patriots and, and they let him go. Yeah. I really, really hate that move. Um, so I'm going to say they're the loser so far. How about uh, how about Chase Winovich that trade for? I, uh, he he didn't have a great season last yeah. year, and he's been a bit of a disappointment. Um, was he a third round pick? Wasn't he a third round pick? He was up there. He was one of our big picks in twenty nineteen. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, I was really for Mac Wilson. You get you get Mac Wilson, and I think mm-hmm. Mac Wilson's a little bit more athletic, and I, and I think you can get a little bit more out of him. But no, I agree. A lot of lateral moves, like it, that, is a lateral move to me. I don't think it's that's, just one, like one for another. It's right, not, you know, right. it's not Denver getting Russell Wilson. It's one step up and two steps. Denver back, right? by far is the winner of free agency. They yeah. have a, they they went from not being a playoff yeah. team to being a Super Bowl team. Yeah, I mean that's that's those are my answers. Literally, I I, I think I think those are my same. I mean the the Broncos to me had the best free agency because I I think they answered their missing piece in the best way they could. Um, I think the only better option would be Deshaun Watson to be honest with you. But I, I like I said I I think that's way too volatile and I I think they made the right move. Mm-hmm. I, I really think they made the right move. I I think they have officially catapulted themselves in, into uh, into Super Bowl contention. Yep. Um, unless, unless Russell Wilson legit is declining in a way that, that I don't see, I just don't, but I don't I, see it. No. I don't see, I, I, I don't, I've said consistently, I don't think the Seahawks have, have, have been a very well run, at least on, 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 they're a well run organization in the way they're structured, but I don't think they've had good drafts or, uh, any sort of of real good off seasons in the last few years, and I think Russell Wilson has been the thing that has masked up a lot of the garbage and the bad decisions that they've made. Um, so, I think the Broncos answered their biggest piece in, in the best way, and I think the Seahawks have, you know, Bobby Wagner is, is a, you know he's an aging linebacker, but he's an elite linebacker. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he's 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 a leader of a locker room and a defense, and Russell Wilson is, you know. He's a, He's a once-in-a-generation talent that, you know, you don't just dole out. You don't just dole out. And, mm-hmm. and I get rebuilding, but uh, there's ways of rebuilding without destroying the foundation. And I think <laughs> that and I, the Yeah, I mean, listen, I can sit here and say, Sean, I'm renovating my kitchen because I want my house to look better. I'm not going to say, hey, Sean, I'm renovating my kitchen. I'm going to take a bulldozer to the basement and just work my way up and destroy the entire house. It's like <laughs> I, I, I think that's exactly what the Seahawks did here. So um, I just don't like what they've done whatsoever. Um, but, look, it could change. You make a, a trade. What if they show up in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes and they make some sort of move? Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Um, but uh, I, I think – Yeah, please. Colin Kaepernick has been working out. Yeah, and okay. Any chance he comes back? I just if I see that guy's name again, it's just like we're, we're constantly trying to inject that guy's name everywhere. It's like, no, okay. no, it's 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 again. We need to understand when media and uh, we need to understand when a guy gets resurrected from the dead like that. Like we 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 do this all the like. It's how many times we brought up like Tim Tebow in the last few years. It's like. This is also a great story. These are stories. These are clicks. These are people coming up with headlines. They're trying to start, you know, and him. I love it. My favorite is him releasing that video of him without shoulder pads and shorts and a t-shirt. And throwing a football. Throwing a football in the middle of nowhere. It's like, and you see people, look, man, this guy still has an arm. Like, what the (laughs) hell are you talking about? Like, literally, just, yeah, it's embarrassing, man. People are embarrassing. So, no, you don't think he ever comes back? No, no. He doesn't want to. This is the other thing. He doesn't. The media. Colin Kaepernick has not wanted to come back to football. Now, whether you agree with him or not on any of his stances, I'm not even going to get into that. He doesn't want to come back. If, If Colin Kaepernick came back and played in the NFL, he would look like a gigantic hypocrite. 
because he has done nothing but the last 10 years call the NFL a racist institution who hates this and is trying to silence me and they're run by a bunch of scumbags and they're run by a bunch of blah 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 and whether he's correct or not if you were to enter back into the NFL it would be a hey dude these people that you are calling ridiculous and racist and blah 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 you are now employed by them now you're just entering back into this. So what are you talking about? Where where do you stand on this? And he was given the opportunity to do workouts. Remember? Yeah. You remember this a couple of years ago? And he and he, and didn't, he didn't show, show up. up. Yeah. And it's like he doesn't he doesn't want to. Yeah. He doesn't want. To. He wants the attention, not he, that not that, the actual play. That's yeah. what it is. That's what it is. Now, for better or worse, I'm not even going to get into, and I don't care what anyone's opinion is on on whatever his act is. He doesn't want to play football. He doesn't. And I you cannot convince me. I don't care what you say that he is NFL talented, ready. He's not. He's not. I'm sorry. He's absolutely not. So, no, he's not coming back. One more contract question on Please. you. Juan Soto, turn down the big Nats contract. Yeah, but you know what's hilarious <laughs> is the Nats contract that they offered him, and I, I love the Nats. They were off by like 200 mil still. It's like, dude. What did they, what did they offer him? 650 was, million? No, no, no. no oh, no, it was something like in the 300s. It's oh, like, was it? Okay. Dude, this, this guy needs 450 mil. Like that's kind of where the conversation starts. Like this just it's just what it like understand that that's where it is. I love the nationals, but they cannot lock guys up. They can't do it. It is so frustrating. It's it's Bryce Harper walking, it's Anthony Rendon walking. It's dudes who are like, dude, just please pay them what they deserve. They don't want to enter mm-hmm. the luxury tax conversation. They they don't want to do it whatsoever. It's just so frustrating. And I, I hate to say this, and Grant uh Grant Paulson really plugged into the world of baseball he's a baseball guy and he always said to me he's like dude i mean he was telling me when bryce harper left he was like the when bryce harper left juan soto still had like five or six years left in his deal he Something still stupid. has like he still has a couple years, of years. Think, yeah exactly four years yeah and grant said to me he's like dude they're they're gonna lose him to free agency and i was like <laughs> i was like what are you talking about? he's like dude they're gonna lose him to free agency they're not gonna pay him what he deserves and i'm just i'm coming and he says this he's been saying this because he's like i'm coming to the understanding i only have a couple more years of Juan Soto left because he's gonna go get paid by somebody who's actually gonna pay him what he's worth put yankees yeah that's someone like that yeah. somebody like that is going back up the brink most, yeah they do it all the time. They do the Dodgers. Dodgers. Do, I mean, gosh. Dodgers are about to grab Freddie Freeman. Yeah, I don't. I think Freddie Freeman signed that extension today. Is this a baseball talk podcast? Well, I don't know. I look at this. this. And then Carlos Correa is the other one. Although a lot of people think yeah. he's going to the Detroit Tigers. All right, yeah. that's all questions I have for yeah. you. It all was right, a good. fun one. Good, man. good, good. Um, so this is the situation, and we talked about this beforehand. We wanted to get to the quarterbacks because that's the biggest thing. Uh, we're going to get deeper into free agency next week. We'll. We're, we're going to get back into the swing of things. This is our dad cast, right? This is me coming back from paternity leave. This is me back getting getting back in the saddle. You know, we're stretching the arms a little bit, Shawnee. You know, it's kind of like we haven't been in the gym in a couple weeks. And we're like, all right, we're kind of kind of tight. You know, got to get ourselves warmed up. So we wanted to get you guys this uh, this podcast. And we will get our next episode out next week. And we'll dive into it. We, we know for a fact there's going to be more news. I'm sure by next week, Deshaun Watson might end up on a team. There's going to be a whole bunch of other um, chicanery. But we wanted to cover our bases for the most part and uh, and get our uh, get ourselves back in to the saddle. So next week, we'll go over all the latest free agency moves. We'll dive into some more of the different contracts and the different um, you know missing pieces here and there. We'll, we'll fill in the puzzle for you guys. Um, 
And uh, like I said, we're going to keep uh, keep our, our Instagram up and going. Shawnee, you did a great job while I was out doing the graphics and all that stuff. It was awesome. And um, Sean does a great job on our social media. So reach out uh, if you have any questions. We're going to get a mailbag segment soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have some guests on again in the coming weeks. Uh, I don't know if it's next week, but hopefully in, in the coming weeks, we're, we're going to try to get some more guests in. Um, we'll have a whole bunch of, of, of good stuff. Um We'll get uh, moving the chains back up and running. I mean, we got a whole bunch of stuff going, but this is our intro pod. This is this is us getting back into the saddle and uh, and and meeting you guys uh, back up on the surface. And uh, we we just appreciate you guys. Um, oh, did my palm tree just die? It did. You know, we have two lights going on in the studio right now. It's our our three D print moon, and then my palm tree, which is my basically studio on sign. I do have a on air light up here that I don't have on, which is kind of strange, Uh-oh. but it looks like my palm tree died. So I'm going to have to go address that with the battery situation. Um, but before this becomes a seven hour podcast or an MLB talk podcast, <laughs> maybe it's the whiskey talking, Shawnee, maybe the MLB is. talk just came from the whiskey. Um, but next week we'll get into the NHL and then tennis. Sound good. Sound good. Done. Shawnee, is there anything else we need to cover? I think that's it, man. Right on my friend. Well, thank you so much for making the trek out here. It's great to see you again. It's great to be back on air with our great listeners. And, and as always, uh, we love you guys. And, and I appreciate all the fantastic thoughts and, and the, and the uh, kind comments and messages I've been receiving from everybody. It's, um, it's, it's again, man, the greatest joy of my life uh, is being a dad. It is a job title that will trump anything and everything I will ever do for the rest of my life. Um, and I'm just, I'm so excited. I can't even tell you how excited I am. So, um, we're going to get little, little Matthew James on the, on the mic one of these days. He'll come and squeak. But before, um, before we jumped on, on air, he was, uh, he was upstairs, um, doing his best boys to men. Um, honestly, not boys to men. He was doing his best, like ACDC, just screaming up in his, uh, up in his crib. So I was like, you know what? We're going to, um, we're going to leave his comments to next week. <laughs> Cause he sounded like me after watching every single Washington Commanders, Redskins, football team, whatever they are, um, <laughs> game um, I've ever watched. So for Connor Force, for Sean Olette, after further review is in the books. We will catch you guys next week. We will see you guys on social media. i got to get make sure we get a, a mailbag episode going um, in the near future. And as always, we will catch you guys on the other side. Mm-hmm.